You've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how Payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night, and it's simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users all across sports. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there is no better place to get in on all the action. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using promo code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's promo code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. It's DraftKings.com for details. Today on the Soda Pod, we run down the Minnesota Wilds draft picks from the weekend. We tease Friday's jam-packed hockey show. We have Make Good Choices featuring Catholic school drinking. And of course, another banger of a judge, Joey. All that and more in episode 182 of the Soda Pod. Let's go. the wild woods of vancouver island welcome to the soda pod you should join me here alongside the state of hoppy and thank you for joining us wherever and whenever you are listening hoppy came off a busy busy week in the hockey world and to be honest we got one more episode ahead of us where we actually uh, dissect the remainder of the news but uh how are how are you feeling today hey man we, we came out of it it's been a crazy stretch of what week week and a half with just all of the hockey news we could handle but uh now we we're kind of in that sit and wait pattern to see how else bill garen's gonna round out this roster yeah i just read a tweet that said uh nick felino will actually be a minnesota wild uh by wednesday so i don't know how much validity there is to that report but like you said sitting and waiting seeing seeing what dominoes are gonna fall and uh, how this roster is gonna start to take shape this offseason moving into uh, next season. Just want to give a quick shout out to everybody who both tuned in live to the SodaStream draft special we had um, and who listened to the, the the podcast, you know, one, two, or all four hours. We really appreciate that. But more importantly, Hoppy, like a big thanks to everyone who participated, all of the guests who jumped on. It seemed like they had a lot of fun, which ultimately is what we wanted to do. So I can't thank them enough. I don't know if you want to you know, say a few words as well. No, I mean, you you said it all right there. It was a blast. It seemed like everyone else had as much, if not more fun than the two of us <laughs> yeah. did. And that's what we're going for here. And all that means is easy recruiting next year when we do this all again. Yeah, Thank you so- all, though, for jumping on. Yeah, again, thank you so much. Uh, well, like we've featured a lot of those guests before at individual segments here on the Soda Pod, and some we're going to bring on as well. Uh, like we said, uh, you know, in the podcast of the Soda Stream, like we had never touched base with uh, Micheletti. Before he jumped on, it was like we were all best friends. So I can't wait to bring him on for a for a full segment. And uh, some fans and and even some of our guests are like, "Well, we got to do one of these, you know, for free agency or for this and this and that." It's like, look, <laughs> we'll do we'll do a few more. We promise. So it, it it it's awesome that it was so well received, both from our listeners, fans, new fans, 
and and the guests. So really excited about that and love putting on Soda Stream specials here on the Soda Pod podcast. Uh, hit us up on Twitter and Facebook at the Soda Pod. You can leave us a text or voicemail, especially if you want to get on this episode because we want to feature some of our listeners' uh, good choices on this Wednesday episode. 612-324-1684 is the number to dial and or text. Again, 612-324-1684. Eight four. Uh, big shout out to Open Phone. It's a cell phone in an app. Uh, the Hockey Podcast Network is powered by DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Don't forget to use promo code THPN upon sign up for a bonus. And if you're a regular user, plug that promo code in for a weekly deal. Uh, we're going to do a quick hoppy hour on the other side and then dive into uh, some Minnesota wild talk here before we bring on Q for some make good choices as we uh, say a few words about, well, all the draft picks that we saw Billy Guerin and Judd Brackett select in this exciting uh, draft over the weekend. You're listening to the Soda Pod presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. First, I'd like to propose a toast to UMD goaltender Alex Stalock. To Stalock! To Stalock! I love that stuff. Been drinking it for years. You know, I, I heard they recently decided to add more hops to it. Well, you're all hopped out? All right, Hoppy. What are we drinking today? You know, I'm going to be a little boring here. I'm just uh, going through the, the stocks that I have in the fridge. So we are back on Metaphase from Drecker. Again, that beautiful can art you love so much. Rightfully so. Um, it's but awesome, uh, again, pretty standard double dry hop, double IPA from them. Very nice, very nice. I don't know if I've featured this one on the Soda Pod before. Uh, Phillips Brewing Citrus City. Leave it to uh, Phillips to have uh, have the great can art there. I got a box sitting um, next to me as well. Very, you know, as it, as it says, a grapefruit zest. Uh, there's a lot of citrus to this one. Uh, as Phillips, you know, as they always do, great can art, great design. They always do a little blurb about the beer, so I'll read it here. It's a Citrus City is a grapefruit just zest-infused IPA charged with freshly peeled fruit juiciness. Zesty pith notes mingle in perfect union with bright citrus hop character. Peel back the sunshine and enjoy some citrus paradise. I love how there's a little plug in there as well. Um, so yeah, Citrus City India Pale Ale, 6.5%. So this one's going to be fun as I rip through some of these uh, cans here in the summer. Just as good as uh, as those peach ales I've been crushing. So cool. Phillips, uh, they, they crush it year round with the, with the dark beers and uh and you know porters and stouts for the winter and you know all these uh awesome fruit beers in the summer that you know are still traditional craft you know i guess nothing's traditional if it's craft beer. traditional beer they're not too crazy but uh but but they're they're great for connoisseurs like us who uh, enjoy a little something special so shout out phillips brewing always uh always impress me Man, those are dangerous. At six point five percent, like they go down like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a sticky situation. Um, literally, as I <laughs> spill a little bit on my desk here and iPad. All right, uh, short but sweet hoppy hour. On the other side, we're gonna dive into some Minnesota Wild news uh, here on episode one hundred and eighty-two of the Soda Pod.
Before we dive in and recap the Minnesota Wild draft, I absolutely have to you know, touch on the unfortunate tragedy over the weekend. Mac Motzko, 20-year-old son of Golden Gopher men's hockey head coach Bob Motzko, died of injuries suffered in a car crash on Saturday night in Orno that also killed another passenger. Um, not sure what the status is, at least as of this recording for the driver, but uh, again, other passenger actually died on site and Mac Motzko made it to a hospital and unfortunately passed away from injuries. Yeah. I mean, condolences, friends, family, you know, the Gophers family as, as well. It's, this is, you know, sad news we never want to talk about, but we do want to highlight it to, you know, pay respects to to him and the family there. Uh, way too young. Way too young. Yeah. 20 years old. That's it's hard to wrap your head around, man. And I we don't know a ton of details as of now. We're recording this on Sunday. Um, so I'm sure more will come out. But, um, yeah, we're apparently – Initial thoughts are that alcohol and speed appear to be the contributing factors. So we'll we'll see as we hear more. Unfortunately, yeah, we'll uh, we'll speak on it more if we if we have to. But the the great the great thing is the support coming from not only the Minnesota hockey community but just like the state and the hockey world as a whole. Um, anyone who's been close to the Gophers of that family, um, you know, are are thinking about you and, and praying for for all you right now. So just wanted to touch on that on the Soda Pod as we do. Um, Hard pivot, but let's uh, let's get into some wild talk here and recap the draft, Hoppy, because it was it was a special one for the Minnesota Wild. I know last year was great with Billy Guerin, who came in. He got some great picks in that player whose jersey is hanging behind you there, Marco Rossi and Co. Um, but this year was pretty damn good too, and Billy Guerin and Judd Brackett had their eyes on some players so much so that they actually made some moves to acquire them. Yeah, and that's what you really love to see, right? The conviction that you know your player's there, you want them, you make the move to get them, and that's what happens when you can accumulate pieces like that. When you have the draft picks to trade, you can make bold moves like that and grab that player you want that, let's be real, whenever that happens, it's because a player's fallen too far down the board. Uh, before we dive in and kind of do the the rundown of each player that was picked, uh, Isha, of course, covering the plethora, or as he would say, plethora of WHL draftees, which I got to say, Isha, congrats. You got exactly what you wanted here with the majority coming from the dub. Have to say congrats to our friends over at the Stick Hungry podcast. I honestly feel like Eklund falling to seven is very reminiscent of us never thinking there was a chance for Rossi to yep. fall to us last year. So we hope you got your guy. We know we have ours as long as all the health things are sorted out and as long as he doesn't get packaged for Jack Eichel. But, uh, hey, Floor, Dylan, you got your guy, we hope. I listened to their podcast. They they started recording it literally like five minutes after the pick um, and then went for like an hour as the draft was going on. So um, it was funny actually listening to them, you know, comment on, you know, what Minnesota was doing as well later. Um, but yeah, Nick was just... So pumped, so pumped. Dylan couldn't believe it either. Um, and there, there were rumblings that that pick for the San Jose Sharks was actually in play. And as soon as you know they saw Eklund on the board, or you know, still on the board, you know, you, you better believe that uh, Doug Wilson Jr. was telling Pop, Pop, there, hey, 
don't call anybody else anymore. We're taking this guy. That's the guy to take. So uh, a very uh, Doug Wilson Jr.-esque pick. You know, uh, uh, I don't want to say undersized, but a smaller, more skilled type of player. And I think that's what the San Jose Sharks need moving forward, especially since he's played center before. I think he's going to be a winger at the National Hockey League level, but that he could maybe slot in there if need be. And maybe, maybe it works out at this level. At least there's a chance where the Sharks need a center. So it's kind of win-win for them. It's like, look, we got the skilled player that we're happy with anyways, and maybe he can play some center. So <laughs> yeah, you you said it there. Props well, to them. And what a great lead in there, Isha, because coming into this weekend, the only thing that you could see across wild Twitter yep. was that we were absolutely going to load up on centers. And yeah. well, that couldn't have been less true when we take one and absolutely hammer the defense position. Um, and again, looking across the board, everyone seems to be pretty happy with the players that were taken. We're going to run them all down here in a second, but uh, Isha, Gotta ask you, are you pretty shocked that there was one center taken later in the draft by the wild? I was I was I was floored. Floored much like Nick Floor. I, I couldn't believe it. I'm leaving. <laughs> um I I still don't understand it. These players must have I, I trust Judd Brackett in that these players were the ones that they were available. They're the best ones there, and they're the ones that he targeted. And I think that's just, that was the plan this year. Rather than positional need, they went with the best prospects. So I, I am still a little shocked. Um, I'm sure we'll get more comments on like the direction as this offseason plays out, but maybe there's something bigger at play here. Maybe they're, maybe Billy Guerin knows, don't worry, the center position is going to be okay because of X, Y, and Z that we haven't, uh, we haven't seen or heard from yet. Oh, baby. And wait and see, we will. All right, let's jump in here then, Isha. We're going to go down the list one by one. Leading off here, first round, 20th overall, traded up to get him, snatched him from Edmonton, which, oh boy, we'll talk about this for weeks to come. Jesper Volstadt of Lulea in the SHL. Uh, this is a guy that maybe the physical tools don't jump out at you, but he doesn't need them. From what every scout says, he has elite sense puck tracking ability he is always in the right spot especially in high danger situations and a lot of scouts even said that they prefer him over recent picks in the first round in spencer knight and yaroslav askarov that that's what i heard um which is which is unbelievable uh we talked about defenseman hoppy uh 26 overall in the first round the wild took a WHLer out of Winnipeg, Carson Lambos. Uh, Lambos is a potent shooter with the skill and instincts uh, to manipulate defenders and improve his shooting location uh, without the puck. He activates from the point, which is awesome. He becomes a passing option and, and a scoring threat as well. He fakes shots and passes well, waits for the defenders to commit, and then bursts into space he creates. Uh, constant head fakes add another layer of his deception. So a great mover on the ice, a great puck mover, and he understands the game well. Yeah, and a lot of people seemed pretty excited about this pick. I'll be honest that I didn't know a ton about him. I mean, obviously he was ranked fairly highly, but the way people reacted, clearly Judd Brackett made something intelligent here. Um, second round, 54th overall, Jack Peart. 
Mr. Hockey recipient from Grand Rapids High School and also played a little bit for the Fargo Force of the USHL. Uh, Two-way defenseman, great with his puck retrievals, exits, and awareness across the board. A little bit of room for his offensive game to grow, but obviously this isn't a guy that's going to be jumping in in anytime soon, uh, going off to St. Cloud State to play college hockey and following in the footsteps of Nick Letty being a Mr. Hockey drafted by the Minnesota Wild. And thank God Cam Barker has retired. We do not need to worry about losing Peart to some stupid trade. (laughs) Oh, man. But everyone was saying after the fact, right, Isha, that this is a guy that Wild had way higher up their boards than most. A lot of people had him being a late first, early second type potentially, but Minnesota, it sounds like, had him in their like top 20 list of players they were targeting. Oh, wow. Um, the center we all talked about uh, in the third round, 86th overall, Caden uh, Banker, Kamloops uh, WHL product here, uh, a skilled centerman, a skilled playmaker, uh, pre-scanning for options, then quickly passing to a teammate in scoring positions is primarily his game even off retrievals or when forced to the backhand he usually makes a positive play very much offensive minded room to grow on on the defense and you know he's he's still going to marinate in juniors for a little bit so we talked about more defense uh you always want some on the right side and by doing so the minnesota wild drafted kyle masters uh he's at a red deer of the whl uh he's a playmaker he's good at moving the puck uh he's not the most obvious target but the one that creates the most favorable situations up and down the rink he activates into the rush by feeling space on the weak side as the trailer or becoming a forward in every situation he sprints past the man establishing body position if necessary and he uh and he adjusts his route and speed to become passing options so another offensive minded style defenseman um he's a just uh he put up decent points in red deer but again a more of a, a pass first kind of guy who can join the rush if needed and uh with only you know two half seasons for the red deer rebels um he's probably going to be in junior for another two three years and those are really wouldn't uh, the wild are going to see if he, if he can be the real deal and develop his game a little bit further Finally, Josh Piller, another Kamloops product here. Um, there were three that went in this draft, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he's uh, he's the foundation. This is what scouts say. Anyways, he's the foundation of the Kamloops Blazers forward groups right now. And his game is his skating, which is which is awesome to see at the junior level. Someone skating so good. The other skills, you know, they, they, they can be learned a little bit more too and polished up. He identifies opportunities to further his speed advantage by baiting the defenders and changing the pace and there has without hesitations then accelerating once the defenseman reach he's turned into a direct checker who can force poor decisions support the play and occasionally get involved physically so this is honestly a very good pick uh even late in the fourth round at 127th overall and yet another whl product hell yeah baby And then the last pick, much to the pleasure of Michael Russo, who got to end his day early in the sixth round, 182. Nate looked up his pronunciation and couldn't find anything. So it's either Benoit or Benoit of Mount St. Charles, Rhode Island. A little stint there with Tri-City Storm, who he will play with at least one more season before joining the University of North Dakota. 
listen, this is a guy that's a late bloomer. This is a guy that we're kind of throwing a dart on and, uh, you know, comes through with that gritty presence, aggressive defender, and just plays that, you know, chiseled physical style of defense. And uh, interesting note here, actually the first UND commit ever drafted by the Minnesota Wild. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. There you go. I uh, I had a lot of fun both on the, the soda stream, obviously, but I had a lot of fun also just going back and, you know, checking out these these uh, these prospects, reading about them a little bit more. Um, I will be posting just like some player cards on uh, the SodaPod Twitter account. And hell, I'll throw them up on Facebook as well, like uh, like we did last year. If you're not familiar with them, just check out at State of Hoppy's uh, cover photo um so if anyone just yeah they want a little uh read up on on them any of the casual listeners of the podcast you want to know who we're talking about uh just check those out at the soda pod so exciting draft day we'll unpack them a little bit more as we hear the wild comment on them and they get their media availabilities and this and that um throughout the summer but overall happy happy with the happy with the draft and the selections even though they kind of went off the board not drafting a ton of centers hey Happy as one can be this early because, again, you see people dunking across the board on good and bad picks. And let's wait like a good three years before we actually say who had a good or bad draft. Um, A lot of people went nuts about Steve Eiserman and his defenseman that he took too early. Um, Now he's one of the top defense prospects across the NHL. So maybe let's just wait a second and see how good these players are. How about that? Yeah. As much as we want to rip Ottawa, let's just also pump the brakes there as well. <laughs> yeah, they're the low-hanging fruit, right? <laughs> oh, man. All right. On the other side, we have a great segment of Make Good Choices. I teased it in the beginning of the show. Catholic school drinking? Q will, uh, Q will highlight more of that in the next segment here. Brought to you by Giraffe Kings, leader in daily fantasy sports and presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. You're listening to The Soda Pod, episode 182. Great choice. Bad feeling about this. It is Wednesday, and you know what that means. We have another segment of Make Good Choices, ironically named after the absolutely god-awful beer named Make Good Choices that Q thought might be my gateway into drinking sours. Nope. Uh, he was very much mistaken. It, it was bubbling. It was uh, disgusting. I can't believe I drank it, but I... I trusted him. Sorry. Not my best choice. Um, but obviously, per usual, we have Q riding shotgun here. Uh, Q, I, I've seen you sipping on something over there. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a chunk. Um, I suck at that video stuff. There it is. <laughs> Sunday Sour Tropical Berry Blast. I went to Zips Liquor, and it was the first time that they had no limit on Drecker Chunks. So I went to town and bought eight. Oh, just had to do it. There's Alrighty a limit then. on on cans you can buy. A lot, a lot in the yeah. cities was like the Egan MGM. You can only buy two, which is like down the street from me. So like I go to Zips because I can buy four normally, and I got friends at work that are like I'll take one, and this other guy's like I want one, and I want. So Isha, two. you're you you're very familiar with Drecker and Junkyard, yeah, and those are ones that like ship to very specific liquor stores. 
yeah, throughout like, the Twin Cities that like they'll be on Twitter saying like, hey, we're making our drops. Hey, here's oh, where we just okay, dropped, okay. whatever. And those places know that they're going to sell it all out, like regardless. So they literally put a one limit so that everyone can get some because I appreciate the limit because otherwise I wouldn't get any. Yeah, yeah like I enough. go at one o'clock on Thursday <laughs> every other Thursday. <laughs> You Americans are savage. In, you know, up here in Canada, we just understand beer etiquette. And it's like, if they're single cans, you, you just don't go in and buy them all. You know, you buy your case to buy your, your volume. You yeah. buy one or two cans. Oh, man. Whenever I can slip in a shot, Hoppy knows I always will. <laughs> okay. We've got far more shots we can slip your way. Um, and I just don't even have to go there. <laughs> America. Okay. Um, but before you tell your story tonight, Hoppy... Like, I feel like today you said that Make Good Choices is a god-awful beer. And that's news to me because, like, when I look at, at it on Untapped, it's rated a 4.08 from 1,139 different people. So it's, like, barely above a 4, and that's people that like sours, which I don't. And that's people who didn't have the <laughs> fucking bubbly version. Yeah, that, was a, that must have been a bad batch. Because that was fucked. And I'm so lucky I got to see that on a live stream because I wouldn't have believed it if Hoppy told me over Twitter. Yeah. It made no sense. I was so confused. You, have you like, ever this is seen the weirdest it? carbonation I've ever and seen. For those, and for those listening to the podcast, Hoppy opened this beer and poured it and the thing literally just started melting in his glass. Like it was like uh, like a grade eight science experiment in a glass. And all he did was pour a beer. It was for the weird. Americans listening. That means eighth grade. <laughs> what did, What did I say? Grade eight. Grade eight. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck did I say? Uh, Q, has it ever reacted in that way, you know, to you? Yeah, like, I mean. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we're done. <laughs> it's been a great episode, everyone. Um, next on the other side. Jesus Christ, Q. You're a mutant. Oh, I like the extra bubbles. It's like champagne. <laughs> I like the acid going through my intestines. <laughs> oh, I mean, man. untapped, you can see, like, they got <laughs> big bubbles. No, no, no. Foam is not the same as literally, like, bubbling. I know. It, it looked... was kind of scary. It was making noise. Thought... It was hissing at me. I thought it was going to melt his glass. But anyways, all right, let's, let's get to the all story. All right, yeah, moving on. So this week, we're going to just talk about the fucked up landscape that is St. Mary's University of Minnesota down in Winona. Um, so for those who don't know, I mean, Catholic private school, obviously uh, they had a dry campus. Obviously everyone drank their faces off, but technically you weren't allowed to, if you got caught and they had come up with bullshit reasons like to like enter your room like Q, the first one, we both got the same first write up in your room. We were actually watching the the college hockey tournament, and this was Isha like right after we found the Staylock Superfan videos, and Q's screaming his face off because Staylock made a big save. And of course the guy comes in, he's like, Yeah, I heard uh, bottles and cans in here. Oh, oh, look at all this, look at all this. Yeah, fuck you, Kuba. Um <laughs> yeah. anyways. He so obviously writes us all up. Great. Um, so the progression at St. Mary's goes 101, 201, 301, and I don't know, Q. If there is a 401, I never got there, so I don't know what it is. But alcohol 101, the first time you get caught is actually like teaching you to 
drink more effectively. Wait, you it's, have to go to a seminar when you get caught oh, drinking at oh, a yeah. at a Catholic it's, it's university, Catholic, right? Yeah, the, the, the first Lasallian. one I enjoyed, I would have signed up for that like on a monthly basis because you literally <laughs> sit down in front of this like we're talking like 1990s computer and play this basically a game, a simulation of like over the course of a night. Like, add this drink, add this food, add it, like, this quickly, whatever, and see how drunk you get over time. And, like, you basically get to teach yourself how to, like... How to drink. Get drunk without getting shit-faced, right? I'm like, all right, this is fucking wonderful. Obviously, I didn't really absorb a whole lot from it. It maybe was retained for, like, two or three weeks. But uh, second phase is then group shame session, basically. It was like, I think between eight and 10 of us sitting in a room, like around a table and like talking about our choices and um, the the highlight of it. So first off, at this point, uh, my current wife and I like aren't really friends. Uh, really long story. She basically tried to friend zone me freshman year and I did not take well to that. We got together like three or four years after college was over, but uh, maybe we'll talk about that another time. She's in this class with me and everyone's going around the room. They give us these pitchers of water, right? And they put a solo cup in front of us and they tell everyone, Hey, we want you to show us what you think a shot is. What? This was, yeah. this was my, this was my least shining moment ever. ever. <laughs> Cause well, me and my friends, we poured our drinks pretty stiff and I didn't really know. <laughs> And I actually, if I'm being completely honest, I thought I was being a little conservative. Like I knew that it was not going to be an exact shot, but I thought like, you know what? This is a little bit less than what I would have thought a shot was. So yeah. sure. Everyone then has to, in front of everybody, pour it out into shot glasses and then into a cup. My shot was three and a half shots. <laughs> <laughs> they then proceed to teach us that the very bottom rim, like that little, like we're talking centimeters rim across that is the shot line. And they said that to me before we poured our cups. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, my eyes lit up. I'm like, shit, this is going to be bad. So, yeah, three and a half shots in my one shot. And they just look at me. They're like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, I'm, I'm here to party. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then 301 is like a one-on-one -on -one session where they, like, ask if you have a problem and shit. And I literally, like, I told the guy straight up, like, hey i got caught it was a bad like it was unfortunate that i got caught but no i do not have a problem i'm in college like and the guy was pretty cool like he was understanding like we were pretty straight with each other just said like just try and be careful like don't kill yourself try and be smarter and not get caught like that kind of stuff I don't know, Q. Did I, you should, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't laugh at someone giving never... advice to not kill yourself, well, but no, like, like, come not, on. Man. But not that. Like, not like. No, I know. Like, I'm just like, saying. Like, right. like, come on. <laughs> but like, that was the gist of it. And like, I don't know, Q. Did you have a different experience going from 101 through 301? Because I know you did all three of them. I didn't do 301. You didn't do 301? I turned 21 as a sophomore, though. So I got ran up uh, twice as a freshman. True. true. <laughs> twice. Then... Fuck. And I, then, I got, then I I got them free. separate years. <laughs> yeah. Then I was free sophomore year. I was buying for like the everybody that knew me, like I bought beer and alcohol for my sophomore year. I was like, if I had any business sense, I would have made so much cash. I touched so much money. Like that's so funny. Instead, it, instead, this is the extent that his business sense goes, Isha. 
he gets the the family credit card for like groceries and stuff like they, they, they don't want him to have to eat cafeteria food all the time and he like clicks in his brain he's like okay so as long as i don't like make purchases at a liquor store or at a bar i can write it off as groceries beautiful i got a scam all baked up he would literally take us out and like have us buy his beers like have me buy a case whatever and then sunday was jack quality day jack provided pizzas for everybody on sunday because again that goes on the food card we're good so we're all paid back in food and little does jack know that this is a scheme for him to peddle booze without getting in trouble it's <laughs> totally normal. so he does have he has business sense. He does. <laughs> it's totally normal for your one <laughs> child to order fifty-seven dollars worth of pizza from Pizza Hut <laughs> on repetitive Sundays during football season. Probably just thought, you know what? The family's like, he's got the guys over. Whatever, we're okay with this. It's better than my cousin one time who got his dad's construction company credit card and was like, oh, I can go to the strip club and buy <laughs> drinks for everyone. They won't see this on the on the statement. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, that, that goes straight to the point of why uh, at Gophers, <laughs> Gophers University, uh, they had a bar called The Library. Amazing. Because that's what shows up on the bill. That um, is amazing. Oh, that is amazing. I love cute, it. Cute, cute. So no 301, because again, I forget that you were 21 as a sophomore and shit. I made it through most of junior year, not being 21 because I'm a baby. Can I so... just say, it, it's just funny to hear you guys talk about university because in Canada, pretty like, again, unless you're in Alberta, it's 19 is the, the legal drinking age. Right, You got 18. I know. So basically like right when you're out of high school, like no one's slapping you on the wrist. And again, like I didn't go to a, a religious based university at all too. So like there, it was just like, you just have the cops to deal with campus. As long right. as you're not passed out, like, and you know, reasonable, usually you don't have to deal with much. So it's just, it's just interesting hearing it from you guys' perspective, especially like the age stuff there, like the age difference as far as when you can legally drink. Well, man. And the, so we'll go to another story then spent spun off it. Um, me and a couple buddies went back. It was like, it wasn't a reunion, but it's kind of like the alumni something. Um, but it wasn't the official one because Q, you know, what I'm talking about. That's always in September. There was another like something going on and me and one of our buddies who has some really good stories that we'll maybe get on one day went to visit Joey in Winona and we watched a hockey game, did the normal drinking bit, whatever. And right across from the rink is the freshman dorm that we all lived in when we were freshmen, like right by the rink. So it was perfect. And we go over to his younger brother's room, who's a freshman and like same bullshit riffraff drinking. RAs come in, bust us. They ask us for names and we both give name. All three of us gave names of people at St. Mary's that we were not all that fond of who were also oh, alumni like us. That's good. They didn't ask us for identification. So we just gave them the names. That's and amazing. It was great. But then after the fact, like one of them like started breaking down. He's like, oh, no, oh, the, my name's actually, I'm like, shut the fuck up. And we ditched him for the rest of the night. Yeah. But uh, you, do, do you have any uh, different opinions on 101 and 201 than what I portrayed? I remember 101 being like the Oregon Trail of drinking. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually perfect way of that's putting so, it. <laughs> hey, Hoppy, that's a clip. That's a clip. The and, Oregon Trail of drinking. And I yes. remember being like... You, you have died of alcohol poisoning, <laughs> not dysentery. Yeah. That's amazing. And I felt oh. like I was like good at it. 
Like I was like, can I keep this game? <laughs> um, no, seriously, I, I would have I would have paid for that game. It was a great learning op opportunity, I guess. And then I remember I was in 102 or whatever with like a bunch of older girls that I didn't know. And then we did the shot point then. And I think like I knew from you like that the line was it. Ah. But, so there was two groups of like ladies and like all four of this one group poured super heavy and all of like the other group poured super light. And I was like, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, good to know. If I see their party, I'm going to their place. <laughs> right. I know it's party <laughs> to go to. This is scouting. Yeah. <laughs> Out of boy, out of boy. Oh man. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, anything else to add, boys, or <laughs> should we put a bow on this segment here for this week? I can spin in circles for days talking about getting in trouble. One hundred and one drinking, two hundred and one. So. That's crazy. You got drinking seminars in your university. I love it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, that's been another edition of Make Good Choices. We encourage you folks to learn from us and make good choices. On the other side, we're bringing in Joey for another edition of Judge Joey here on the Soda Pod, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Every week, the Soda Pod will be featuring a debate of epic proportions, and I am here to determine who will hold the weekly belt of Judge Joey champion. I, Judge Joey, will decide the winner, not by facts alone, but who debates the topic at hand the best and has the more compelling argument. But hold up, I am not the only one who gets to share their input on who has the better argument. You, yes you, the Soda Pod community, will be able to head to Twitter and cast your vote on who has the better case on Judge Joey. So enough introduction, let's get to tonight's topic. All right, boys, tonight I bring to you, I'm going to do a little fun one this week and, and switch it up from our usual NHL talk. So to preface this, I oh, have no. to ask you each a question. Isha, what is your favorite food? You're going to hate me for this because you don't know what it is. I know um, what it is. It's called, okay. fes it's called Fesanjan. It's okay. a walnut, onion, and pomegranate stew. Ooh, interesting. Yes. What about the right. chicken place? I mean, Nanda's is a close second, but nothing feeds Persian <laughs> food, baby. All right, all right. So, Hoppy, what is your favorite food? Are you joking? Asian bistro, baby. All right, Asian bistro. All right, so this week's going to be a little bit different. Um, you, it's not going to be kind of a head-to-head. -head. It's going to be um, who's got the better, just straight better argument and why. So, Ooh. Isha, would you give up your favorite food Oh, and never have beer again or never eat your favorite food and be able to have beer again and the same question goes to you hoppy so uh th we'll start with isha this week because it doesn't really matter who goes first since you you both get to argue the same thing yeah i lost last time though so hoppy gets some more think tank time all right, all um right. i would give up man i would give up beer it's that good wow. it's that good i'd get my alcohol and hops fixed in some other way you know Maybe go on the kombucha train to get uh, some of that fermented shit in my body. But anyways, I'm going to go with, yeah, Fesson Jen over beer because honestly, I, I, I've, 
I've tried a lot of things. I don't want to say I'm a foodie, but I do like to cook. Uh, my family's pretty diverse, you know, even though it's heavy Persian food and this is a Persian dish, I've been able to try many things as when my Persian family escaped Iran, a lot of them went all over the world. So I have a diverse palate and I was never a picky kid. And out of everything that I've tried and everything so good, I've never been able to get Fesanjun out of my mind. And I've actually been able, I've been trying to chase the recipe to make it as good as my dad. And so I, I just can't stop. I can't, I can't not try it and it's or try to make it as good as that to reach perfection. And I share with all my friends and family too. And it's great for social events. So get to see friends often when I'm like dangling the fest on June come for dinner. You know, there may not be beer here cause I'm giving that up, but I'll, I'll definitely get hook you up with that fest on June. It's walnuts, pomegranate, chicken, and onions actually really, really healthy for you. And you can eat it at any time of the day. They eat it in Iran for breakfast too, because it's more of a sweeter type of dish and very filling with the fats. Um, you can have a vegetarian as well and still get that, you know, that fill from it because of it just being stewed in walnuts. And it's something that takes a lot of love and, and time to prep too. It takes about an hour to prep and about five hours to simmer. So it's one of those things where you make a lot of it. You can have it any time of the day and you can just hear the passion in my voice. Like I'd give up beer in a heartbeat if, uh, you know, if, if that means still having Fess on June for the rest of my life. Love it. Love the passion. Uh, so, so what's the, like the stock in that, or is it just, just those ingredients that you don't add anything else? No. So you use concentrated, uh, pomegranate syrup, a little bit of fresh pomegranate. And then the, uh, the walnuts, there's different ways to a lot of people fry them first, put them in, they kind of dissolve where I actually like put them in a blender. So it's more of a paste, fry that for a bit, golden it up and then put it in that way. The, the oils and the fats, um, actually even break down the chicken as well, where it's like, you could put a whole piece of chicken that you, you know, sear for a bit and put it in there. And it's just, it's just part of the stew at the end of the day, which is just like, Oh, it's, it just melts in your mouth. Love it. Uh, you, you can't go wrong with the fruit of the gods as one of our uh, college roommate called pomegranate. So. <laughs> Served over <laughs> rice with saffron, which again is as prestige as that is, that is, or like roti or pita bread. Awesome. Love it. Uh, happy Asian bistro or beer. So I was juggling a little bit. I would have landed on the same answer, but hearing Isha say, oh, I'll find another way to get my, my hops or whatever. And then, First off, that made me stop and go, how? Then he said kombucha. That scared the shit out of me. <laughs> but uh, I also benefited here, Joey, because of the way you asked the question. I ad answered absolutely honest, but the way I answered, I'm giving up one restaurant, which let's be real. Right now, I have to drive more than a half hour to get there. And I, God bless her soul. I love Teresa. She's my favorite. She's getting older. And at some point, she won't be with us. Whereas beer is forever and it is part of my brand. I care about the soda pod more than I care about my palate. Unfortunately, Isha does not. And I am absolutely choosing beer over my beloved, beloved Asian bistro, which Isha, since this is all hypothetical, you absolutely need to go to Asian bistro first thing when you get here. I just want to say that if you either of you have tried Fessungen, you would be able to empathize with me a little bit more. So I do have to cook it for you when I come visit. Because none of you are like this Persian right, shit. Right. What the cook, fuck? Cook, cook off. You do that, and then we go oh. to Asian Bistro, and then Done. you admit you're wrong. Look, I'm just saying, just when I do visit Hoppy, you're gonna be you're gonna love it because I'm a hell of a cook and I'll 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 make sure I'll stock your freezer for a couple months. Man, those are those are some good ones. Um I'm actually surprised that nobody said you could like get alcohol, like vodka, whiskey, bourbon, 
I mean, you don't I have mean, to. Have why, why would I make that argument if I'm yeah. arguing for beer? Oh, well, because Isha went straight to like, oh, I need my fix. So I'll, I'll, go, like, I'll go to Kambuka. <laughs> like, my brain's melting. Okay, I need I need some electrolytes. <laughs> I, it was, you know, I was on my mind. My sister, my sister is uh, very much a Vancouver Islander, and she's got a, a big old scoby going, and so I, oh. I saw that this morning. Kombucha was on my mind. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Uh, no, this is uh, another good one, boys. Uh, you really brought it, brought the heat. So, uh, Hoppy, I mean, it's it's true to the brand, true to the podcast, but I got I got to give it to Isha this okay, week. Okay, I was gonna say like <laughs> that's a fucking that's some fucking before you even award anything. Man, that's I, some fucking cheap playing with the heart there. Before I even finished that sentence from Isha. So, well, I saw it. your face. I was like, oh, he's just he's just gonna fuck with <laughs> me. No, Isha, the passion you spoke about that. I mean, it's. It truly shows how much that that dish means to you, and and yes, you can find a different fix from beer elsewhere. Um, but yeah, it, it's cool how how you're raised up with some dishes that are, are super special to you, and and it holds a special spot in your heart. So this week is all yours, buddy. Yeah, and you know, I could have said Hoppy, like my dad's getting older too, and when he fucking dies, I'm never going to be able to you know taste it the same way because he makes the best fest on you. But no, I I didn't say that. Hey, buddy, guess what? <laughs> That usually pulls on the heartstrings of a jury. <laughs> I have Joey. Joey's cold, dead heart. It doesn't care about the branding of this podcast. <laughs> oh, I love it. That was an awesome uh, one, Joey. <laughs> Furthermore, on Yes for Falstad, everyone started asking, oh, is this a signal that we don't trust Capo Kakinen. No, it's the complete opposite. This is the perfect transition player. He is not going to be with the Minnesota Wild for at least three years, maybe more, knowing the development curve for goaltenders. This is perfect, isn't it, Isha, where we can usher Talbot out in his twilight. Hey, maybe he comes back and signs another one-year deal because he wants to be part of the team, depending on where the success is at. But it's basically positioning it perfect so that Cochran and Volstead might be that one-two tandem. I love it. I, I think it's I think it's so smart. Again, if if, if that's the plan, the Wilders set up perfectly for it in the in the contract in Talbot's contract and you know his age. It, it's perfect, and especially having the young goaltender behind him, getting NHL uh, time right now. And there, there's a ton of runway for this young goaltender selected in this draft to develop and you know get some time in Iowa and then you know. Uh, get his feet wet in the National Hockey League, just like Kalkinen did when, you know, Dubnik and Stalock were in net. All right, uh, a little bit longer of a Wednesday episode because we wanted to dive into, uh, well, what we're drinking as usual and just a quick little recap of Minnesota's draft selections this year. But we really appreciate everyone uh, sticking around for it. I know Q is a fucking character and you love to hear Hoppy dunk on me in Judge Joey. So I really appreciate it. Holy fuck, these are already kicking in, eh? Um, thank you to those tuning in on Google, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Folks, the best thing you can do for us this week, any week, is give us five stars on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a kind review. Tell us what you're drinking. Tell us... If you got a bone to pick with the Minnesota Wild due to their draft picks, any of it and all just helps us rise the rankings on Chartable. Uh, if you're joining for more hockey content this summer, go listen to our website, thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. On your app, please download the episode before you listen as it just helps our business. You can follow myself at VI Sports Talk. You can follow the Soda Pod at the Soda Pod on Twitter and Facebook. Hoppy, where can they find you? 
You can find me at State of Hoppy most places. And you can follow the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet. There's uh, selective markets right now. You can check out the Hockey Podcast Network account to see which ones that are running a contest for these really cool, like, man cave style wood jerseys uh, coming out of Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Uh, we got to deal with the great folks there at Wood Jerseys Canada. And they, there's some contests going on. So check out at HockeyPodNet. Find out what teams are in the running for that. And you simply the same drill as always follow them retweet comment and you'll get a chance to win one of these awesome really cool custom wood jerseys so check that out again at hockey pod net that's it for the show signing off i'm isha drilling alongside the state of hoppy this has been the soda pod presented by the hockey podcast network we good man we good don't fear just drink some beer and stay wild